Excuse me, man. What the? Oh my can god, what was that? Can you spare some ectoplasm? I'm running a little low and I need something to power my, uh, my moped. Did you hear anything? I just got, like, chills. Yeah, d d I, 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 for really regretting I didn't pack a sweater. It just got really cold out. I don't know what, what this yeah, is about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, let's, uh, let's just keep walking, yeah. you know. Got a lot of ground to cover here in New okay. York City. Yeah. That's okay, God bless. I mean, the sidewalk is already sticky, so I, I figure that that's just New York City talking, so. <laughs> Wait a minute, fellas. I think that there's a, I think that th there might be a ghost in our presence. My, my, uh, EKG is picking up, uh, some, some paranormal vibrations. <laughs> hey, nerdlinger. Uh, excuse I me. You, I really wish you'd stop calling me that, guys. What, what are you even talking about? What are ghosts? Oh, we got one right there, as far as I can tell. What are you talking yeah. about? That's just yeah, that's just a garbage can. Oh, ghosts yeah. are the worst. Uh, they they make a habit of hanging out on street corners and not producing any value to society. Uh, Cagely trying to get uh, taxpayers away from their hard-earned dollars. Dude, this is New York. You can't talk like that. <laughs> you know, everybody's just trying their best here. Nah, I think Ed Koch has to do something about this. Uh, the, the problem is they're really into it. Uh, Buskin makes them feel good. Nothing to do here. I'm done. <laughs> I did my job. I, I put on my best Egon. That was a pretty good I Egon. Think. Yeah, that was good. That was actually that was a really spangling it up. That was actually a really good real Ghostbusters Egon. I was going for Zed from, <laughs> from Men in Black. <laughs> not hosting an intergalactic kegger. We're not hosting an intergalactic kegger. Just a little more nasally. <laughs> I mean, if if you could do a perfect Rip Torn impression, I would. Like I would love to hear it forever. It's, in it's all not of my too life. far away from the lead singer of the B fifty twos. Is ah. the <laughs> French Schneider? Yeah, it's the, it's the Snides. Hey, buddy, I don't have any money, but you can have a piece of my lasagna. No, stop it! No, oh my God. I, don't want it. I fucking hate it. <laughs> okay, okay. Before we we all know the joke, let's just get into it. My name is Ben, <laughs> and I'm Zane. And I am your perennial guest host, Dan Gray. Hey, Caverns, and welcome to the Carton Cast, podcast where we review old cartoons and see what we think of them as adults. And yeah, our illustrious guest here for what I assume to be the spooky season. We've got our Dan Caves. It is officially spooky. I mean, we're, we're actually we're actually recording this well before Halloween on 911 yeah but you know yeah well spooky se <laughs> but you know with with like everything going like spooky season begins like August 25th nowadays i think that was some i oh, saw really? my first like i think that's when the spirit of halloween started popping up so okay yeah yeah it's it's and but the spirit I'm, of halloween is this a real spirit is this a a phantom of sorts uh, yeah, I mean, they, they just seem to pop out of nowhere and cause a lot of ruckus and then disappear very quickly <laughs> after after uh, uh, October 31st. So, oh, yeah. And they it's... won't leave until they've finished their business. <laughs> that's, that's the trick phase of the one-two punch of the oh, spirit yes. of Halloween. Oh, yes. But thank you for having me. It's absolutely wonderful. It's of course. It's it's it's, it's a it's always a good time to to hit record with you. A pleasure to have you on, Dan. Thank, thank you for coming thank back. Thank you. Absolutely. I love your busy schedule. Absolutely. 
Yeah, and we've got a we've got a humdinger today to discuss. <laughs> yeah, we're dinging some hums. We're dinging some hums. Hums will be dinged in this episode mm-hmm. of the Carton Cast, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, <laughs> so Carton consider yourself boys and ghouls. a ghost of a chance. Boys and ghouls. <laughs> oh, you guys are in a mood, and I <laughs> yeah, don't hate Well, it. you know, we, we got to cram all our Halloween spirit in now, because... Uh, because uh, we won't, I, I doubt we actually have any Halloween plans, any of us at the moment. No, um, because no. We are recording super early because I will be having a child. Yeah, that's that's, that's gonna, all I'm going to say about it. That is wonderful. Yeah. Whose child? <laughs> well, you'll have to listen in to find out. <laughs> um. So anyway. what is this hum? So so what is this humdinger? Dan, you've <laughs> chosen for us, I believe. Oh, I think this yes. was requested. Uh, uh, if you go back and listen through the lore. He has at many points said, ooh, Ghostbusters. Hey, how about Ghostbusters, though? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And I don't think you realized what you were signing up for when you said, hey, let's watch some Ghostbusters cartoon version. Yeah. Because there's a lot of different Ghostbusters, but I think you'll find they're all just kind of (laughs) Ghostbusters. Dan, do you want to tell us about your um, familiarity with Ghostbusters and, you know, why why you picked it? Um, well, I, I mean... I don't know if you have any actual experience with the cartoon. I kind of doubt it. I actually vaguely remember watching it as a child. And, like, I definitely had toys that were geared towards the real Ghostbusters. And that is what we're watching Ooh. today. The real Ghostbusters. There are many other Ghostbusters right. out there. But this but, one is but real. This one's mine. But I will say <laughs> that, like, just generally to the... Um, to the... The, like to the franchise, to the franchise, the, the the media property. I absolutely love the Ghostbusters movies. I think that personally, the nineteen eighty four Ghostbusters is one of the perfect comedies in my book. I, I have a lot of nostalgia tried, for it. I got sick of watching this show, and I started watching the original Ghostbusters, and yeah. it made me queasy in a different way. We can talk the first about 10 that. Minutes or so, we can talk about it that. Is, yeah. It is funny. It is. Yeah. There, there's good 80s comedy energy to it. Yeah. Mm. And I have. I, I considered going back and watching it, but I decided that it'd be funnier if I just still haven't watched it. Ever. That's actually interesting because I was, um, I was watching a few episodes of the real Ghostbusters over the weekend as I was hosting a, an out of town friend, and mm. like it's interesting. It's interesting to hear from people who who are watching the original Ghostbusters film now instead of, you know, like kind of coming at it as an adult and, you know, with, you know, kind of modern sensibilities in mind. Um, Mm -hmm, But mm -hmm. like that, that I I would be interested to hear about that. And this is actually, I I, I didn't realize as much when I was a a little youngling, when I was, you know, probably taking in the syndicated uh, bazillion episodes of the show that that was you know running around on on television at the time that it really is kind of tied very closely to the original movie. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. There are some there are some episodes of this where it, it really harkens back. Like yeah, they're they're really a, this is a tie in. Like it is it's it's a spinoff for sure, and it is really interesting uh, because the real Ghostbusters is a prime example of taking something that is absolutely not kid friendly. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely not. Energy, uh, but you know. like turning it into something that is like almost the perfect children's cartoon. I don't know. Yeah, so the the Ghostbusters, like as a whole, are uh, a media entity that you know because of this show never really went away. But in terms of like 
what the, the parts that everybody knows, it is mostly the movies and just like general cultural feelings about it. Oh right? yeah, it was like, huge. Yeah. Um, you know, legendary actors such as Dan Aykroyd and Rick Moranis, you know? To say nothing of <laughs> I mean, Bill Murray himself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, legendary comedians just sort of having this, like, crazy chemistry in their writing and acting. Like, it, it, but it, it all just kind of comes together like that. Yeah. For, in, it's in just book. so weird because cause this was the age when SNL could just, like, make movies mm-hmm. with its charismatic mm-hmm. people. And then this just... Just explode. Yeah. <laughs> Zane, do you want to give us? You know, we're not seeing that. Zane, with do you want to give ones. us a little of the production history? Because I think there's quite I a think bit that here. The fact that it's in the '80s illuminates it somewhat. Yes. Yes. So the real Ghostbusters ran from 1986 to 1991 for seven seasons. Um, though after the first three, it was retitled to Slimer and the Real Ghostbusters, which added more Slimer boy, segments. Oh boy, oh boy. As though there that. weren't enough Slimer segments in this show. It might not surprise you <laughs> that the executives were like, this guy, this Slimer guy, he's funny, he's money. More yeah. of that. We can monetize this. We can sell <laughs> toys. These fucking guys. <laughs> um, so the show was based on the 1984 movie starring Bill Murray, of course. Uh, the movie got exactly one sequel and no reboots. Well, the show got a sequel. <laughs> As mandated by Dan in a previous podcast. <laughs> well, the show got a sequel in the 90s known as the Extreme Ghostbusters, which was the same thing but grungier. The notion of, like, dumpy late 30s guys <laughs> cobbling together a pyramid <laughs> scheme of their own Ghostbusting being extreme is just amazing. <laughs> I, I I liked the Extreme Ghostbusters. I went and checked out a little bit of it, and it's it's pretty they're good, not honestly. Cool guys, are they? No, they're not. <laughs> no. Like they are they're like really schlubby. so. <laughs> they're about they're, as they're schlubby. They're schlubby. Dan Aykroyd is like the John C. Riley of his time. It's mm-hmm. t- it's two schlubs and a con artist. <laughs> like that. Like it's Peter. And, and that's the great thing. Marks. Peter Venk. Even once they discover that there is, A, an afterlife, B, that the human world can interact with this afterlife, like, they still, like, he, he still approaches it like it's a big con. Dude. Like, it's, it's, it's so fucking funny. It's, I'm sorry it, no, that I swore on your no, show. it's great. But. No, Dude, it's, it's, um, okay. <laughs> it's, just, it's just guys having a midlife crisis building a There's business. Not, yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. It, just, just because you mentioned that, there is an anime called Mob Psycho 100, which is a world populated by psychics and ghosts and spirits and the afterlife <laughs> and stuff like that. And one of them, the, probably the funniest character, is the con artist who pretends like he's a great psychic, but just just kind of just yeah. just kind of hand waves throughout all of the situations with this bravado. <laughs> um, so they had to call this show the real Ghostbusters because there was another show called Ghostbusters, which is later Filmation's Ghostbusters, which itself was a 1986 animated show based on the 1975. TV show sitcom The Ghostbusters, which was a paranormal detective show with a guy in a gorilla suit. That's amazing. That is wonderful. <clears throat> now, Columbia, when they made the movie Ghostbusters, had to pay Filmation for the license to use the name. And be, they had to have the name because the other th- names they considered were Ghost Stoppers, cool. Ghost Smashers, and Ghost Breakers. Ghost Breakers sounds fucking <laughs> rad. <laughs> Now, like, I expect this show that was... to show up in a fucking WWE match. 
Now, this show was produced by Columbia Pictures Television, Deke, and it was distributed by Coca-Cola Telecommunications because apparently Columbia Pictures TV was owned by Coke at the time. Nice. That, that's mind-blowing. That explains all the product placement. And I, I did watch a little bit of the Filmation's Ghostbusters as well. It's insane. <laughs> insane in what capacity? Because yeah, we're familiar with Filmation, example. but... It is just unrestrained chaos. It's Hanna-Barbera production values with a monster manual of visuals crammed into every episode. Oh, that <laughs> like, sounds like a terrible idea. Thank you. Like, I saw them, they fought a bunch of, like, very distinct, very well-detailed robo-devils. But all of the robo-devils could be thwarted with, like, some rope lassos. So, like, that's kind of what we're dealing with My there. My god. That sounds well, kind of dumb, personally. Th- this is a bit more cohesive, I would say. Yeah, th- th- this yes. is the real Ghostbusters for all intents and purposes. Yeah, and yes. Generally, yes. it's just a monster of the week format. It's loosely related to the yeah. characters involved, which are actually like pretty well personified versions of the movie counterparts, as far as I could tell, through through my mm-hmm. limited understanding of Venkman and like the Venkman <laughs> paradox. They and, were adapted well. Yeah. Um, and then there's also just a heavy focus on Slimer, which kills me. <laughs> I'm with you on that. And yeah. it's, it's it's interesting to see, like, they turn Slimer into, like, in the movie, he was this menace. It's just Snarf. And it's now exactly he's just, yeah. Snarf from Now he's Snarf. They, they had to do it. But yeah. then in Earth Ghostbusters, and, but then in the sequel film, Ghostbusters 2, they kind of, uh, I don't know if this was influenced by the cartoon, he then uh, becomes a, bit, a friendly yeah. ghost. Like, he, he's a friend to the Ghostbusters. He's just sort of chilling. They, they did take, yeah. they did take things from ghost, the, the animated series into Ghostbusters 2. Oh, good, I, good to know. I'm good kind of know. amazed that the, um, that the, uh, the icon by which people know the Ghostbusters isn't some form of, like, Slimer merchandise. Because, like, that's, mm. because... Based on this show, you know, made in the 80s, everything is made in order to sell toys back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and, and, as you can attest to, we, we've, come come a lo- we've come a long way from then. It, it, <laughs> no, it I know. Millions just exploded, too. <laughs> that was sarcasm. <laughs> uh, no, no, we did come a long way. Like, it, even within the, Ghostbusters, the real Ghostbusters life, lifetime, it went from uh, syndicated to sell toys to syndicated for its own sake with uh, DuckTales in 91 with the animation mm-hmm. renaissance. It didn't quite last long enough, but I'm I'm a little surprised that Slimer w- didn't, like, overthrow the classic uh, no symbol with the candid photo of a ghost stepping out of the shower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great face. Um, but yeah, that this is just about as monster of the week as these shows would get in the 80s i was constantly reminded of things of the era such as Mm scooby-doo dan what specifically did you remember or or maybe just kind of generalities did you remember from this show um back in the day versus when you looked at it now um hmm I mean, I definitely, as I'm looking back at it now, can appreciate just how aggressive the 80s, the color scheme and the animation is. <laughs> yeah. Like, as a, ki- as a kid, like, it really is geared towards young kids. And so, like, the, 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 the weird colors and, you know, all that that, that, that probably, like, really, like, speaks to the child's mind. But it was right. very in your face, very in your face as I was going back to it. Um, I honestly 
didn't fully appreciate as a child the um, Slimer's prominence in all of this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your yeah. mind kind of overwrites it. It's like a post-hypnotic suggestion. Yeah, yeah. Because it's so calorie light, right? Like, your body doesn't know what to do with this fluff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just pass yeah. it through. Yeah, and I, like, I, like I think I briefly mentioned um, a little earlier that, like, I don't think I had seen the movie at the time that I was consuming the cartoon. I don't recall exactly right. when my first time was seeing the yeah. 84 movie, but, like, now looking back at it, having really, like, internalized the film, it absolutely there making callbacks to it same thing we saw yeah like they even have an episode where they go to hollywood and (laughs) make the movie like the end result when they're at the premiere at the very end of the episode is like it's it's just them at the movie like that is beautiful the the live the the live action movie is canonically yeah a, a you know, dramatized version of their real exploits, mm-hmm. and that's why they're the real Ghostbusters exactly. in the universe. Exactly. So the callbacks, I can appreciate the callbacks a lot more now. Yeah, it's it's that yeah. weird '80s thing where like it's also it's it's primarily trying to sell toys, but it yeah. also yeah. is sort of in the era where they kind of expected the parents to be watching as well, or at least mm-hmm. be okay with it. So there's mm-hmm. a little bit more in the way of legacy humor. Yeah, as far as that goes, I will say that now looking back at the episode list and seeing the names of the episodes, the pun department was oh. in full force. <laughs> yeah, this like, they were they were insanely prolific in the eighties. They didn't know what else mm-hmm. to do. <laughs> like uh, one episode that I was watching earlier today as I was wrapping up was the episode where they go to. Uh, New Orleans. It's called "Play Them Ragtime Booze." Like, Amazing. The, pu- the puns are just yep. delightful. <laughs> and as a child, you never really appreciate the puns unless you're like a super genius, weird baby. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know. <laughs> oh, did they fight that in one episode? <laughs> they probably did. There was probably There's, a baby ghost. There are so many episodes. Yeah. I definitely did not watch all of them in preparation for this. Uh, but no, ghost yeah, is yeah. how you yeah. make fighting a baby palatable. Like they did that in Luigi's yeah. Mansion. <laughs> That doesn't that doesn't those. fly if it's just some baby. Yeah, if it's just a literal baby, it, it's it's just dark. It's a bit macabre. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah. So there were there were like a hundred and thirty episodes. Mm-hmm. It was seven seasons, but because this was the eighties, every season had thirteen episodes, except for season two, which had fifty two episodes. <laughs> That's just how it worked. I don't. I don't know why they do it like that. <laughs> We don't question it. Um, and I, I, I think there was a decline in quality after season two. Um, part of that was the changing of the cast, but also um, that greater emphasis on Slimer and some production shifts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I found that the um, the actual consent, con- consent, content, concept, content and concept. The consent of the show. The consent of the show was a lot more threadbare after season two. Like... Vankman gets fucking superpowers. Oh, you saw that as well. <laughs> well, I think it was called Vankman or something like that, and I'm like, ah, oh, daddy like the kind of title where you know the entire plot. Yeah, I yeah. gotta watch that one. They kind of lose the thread <laughs> after a certain a li- point. A little bit. I mean, the character mm. humor is still there, but it's it's so much less emphasized. And if Slimer is a bit of a scarlet letter for you, um, <laughs> probably don't watch past season two. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, let's let's get into some character stuff though, because I am very interested in how you think of the characters of the Ghostbusters, Dan, and more specifically, do you have a favorite? Oh, interesting. Um, now, are we talking now, now? Am I limited to discussing this in the context of you the are real Ghostbusters? To- you are or, allowed to pick Slimer as your favorite if you so oh, choose. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. I, well, I think personally, Clearly. just my personal favorite character is Winston Zedmore. All right, you gotta yeah. you gotta remind me which one he is. He, he's the African American <laughs> gentleman. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the Caribbean and, ninja. Yes, and part of it. Well, Ben. <laughs> wow. That's uh, that, <laughs> no, no. That that is a <laughs> that is the. <laughs> canon name for the black guy in uh defenders of the earth <laughs> oh my god who was who was played by buster jones who also voiced winston zedmore this was the age when the voice ben's actors just, ben's not just casually racist today no no it didn't just happen overnight since i last saw you i promise um no yeah this and and i want to bring that up this yeah. is the era where you had the same four or five voice actors doing fucking everything yeah no one else mm-hmm. had patience for it which is why you have Frank Welker as the snarf. <laughs> he's Slimer, and he's also um, Ray Stance, who has the same voice as Freddy yeah. from uh, Scooby-Doo. Mm. And yeah, very You can familiar. really hear the Freddy. Really, <laughs> obviously. Maurice LaMarche trying to do his best uh, Harold Ramis impression. And it then we sounds have... like Groucho Marx to me. I can't help yeah, it. Yeah, and then we yeah. have Garfield. Yeah, so that's, that's, <laughs> that's worth mentioning. So uh, Venkman is played by Lorenzo Music in this. Noted Animorph. Well, the interesting thing about that is that Bill Murray um, played the live-action version of Garfield. Yeah. And so Lorenzo Music plays the um, the the the, uh, the, live, the animated Bill Murray of, of Venkman. Yeah, which I think was I, mm-hmm. a popular thing noticed in uh, a Rick and Morty bit. But yeah, it's very obviously mm. Garfield. I am shook. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't realize that. And Bill it sounds Murray good though. on. It does. Yeah. No, yeah, it actually does. Uh, so after season two, uh, they, he 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 is switched out. He is replaced by Dave Coulier uh, from Full House. And you can hear the Coulier, <laughs> and can, it's can just you, not the same. Can you remind me who he was in Full House? Okay, you had the dad and you had the cool uncle. He was the dumpy uncle. Oh, he was, uh, was it Ted? Ted Theodore Logan? No, who am I thinking of? <laughs> no. I'm thinking of Bobby's World. Help me out, Zane. Oh, uh, was he, was Uncle he, Uncle Joey, um, Uncle Joey. No, 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 Jesse. No, Jesse was the cool one. Oh, okay. Joey was the you You gotta get up on your I'm full sorry, house, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm on Fuller House, I haven't caught up with the errata. <laughs> were you not, that's not also, how it works. Were you not also <laughs> researching Full House in preparation Did for I this episode, Ben? diligence? I was, I was stuck in a Garfield hole, man. <laughs> you know yeah. how deep those things go. So these four characters, uh, you know, from the movie, uh, pretty classic, um, mm-hmm. most of them from SNL, and then they brought in uh, Ernie Hudson yep. as Zed Moore. Uh, he was originally going to have a larger part. Um, he so actually you wanted want me to, to play, play his animated version. So you want me to play black guy, you say. Well, okay. <laughs> and he's the only one without the degree. Okay, I, I, got, okay, yeah, I see yeah, where. Yeah. But oh, I yeah, love his, the 80s. Yeah. I love his attitude. It was the 80s, they got points for having a black guy. Yeah. But I appreciate his attitude as the character in the movie because he's like his introduction is if there's a steady paycheck in it, I'll believe anything that you tell me. 
And then, but then, but then he gets really face down with like the fact that, like, I mean, can we just like wrap our heads around? They discover that there's an afterlife that can interact with the human world, and they have technology that can actually capture and store ghosts. And yeah. They, yeah. like the Pentagon, like the it's, 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 it's instead of the Pentagon, it's the EPA coming after them in yeah. the film. Yeah, it's it, the EPA are the bad guys, guys. It was the eighties. Yeah, yeah. It, um, I mean, it, yeah. Go, it, go, okay, go, some go, existential go, quandaries. But here's the thing that that's the fun thing about Ghostbusters is that there's this really heavy stuff or stuff that should be heavy or climactic or like serious, world changing. It's it's treated through the prism of a guy who wants to make a grift finds a way to make a really good grift. It's the same kind of fun that I found in A Scanner Darkly with um, the, what was the Robert Downey Jr. character, the one who reminded me of Dale Gribble, the conspiracy theorist. <laughs> yeah, There's yeah. like this cool scramble suit technology going on and like all this kind of drug, uh, you know, hierarchy stuff. And he's just trying to, Pret- he like pretending to make fucking crystal meth in his fridge and <laughs> yeah it, it's it is very interesting because there there are all these fascinating existential ontological details and these guys are just we're we're exterminators basically yeah right and it's yeah, it's it's, it's, a, it's a cynical view played for comedy but this is actually a a real way we might ex- like react to intelligent or extraterrestrial life is just like well that's got that's gotta go. Yeah. Well, if if they did encounter the extraterrestrial or the afterlife, people would look at it in the same way they look at like ghost chasers. You know, yeah. Like it, it doesn't matter how seriously they purport to know the afterlife, no one would believe them. So they make yeah. they make ends meet the only way they can. It it would be like. Um, Einstein discovering nuclear technology and then um I don't know what like 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 using it as like snake oil being like a snake oil salesman <laughs> with it because those are the people who will believe him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's the way to make money. Yeah, so Dan, do you know in the um in the movie are they ghosts or are these just monsters that we call ghosts? Cuz we saw this in Danny Phantom where they call them ghosts. Everything's a ghost. These these are just monsters. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that they are ghosts. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I I have nothing... Well, I mean, it it depends. Because there are definitely, like, monsters that are... Yeah, like, like werewolves. Yeah, it's, it's not like the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man was a guy who died and, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, came a back as a ghost. <laughs> Yeah, well, that, like, well, one other thing, let's just say, like, ghosts are not only real in this world, but also, like, ancient Babylonian gods are also real. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. sorry, sorry, Catholics. We're- the floodgates are all open for this. Everything so, like, supernatural becomes ghost-flavored. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, there are, there are literal ghosts of people who died. Like, uh, the mayor of New York says that during one of the big supernatural uh, explosions during one of the films that he sat up talking to Fiorello LaGuardia for like four hours uh, the mm-hmm. night before and like he's been dead for f- for, for 20 years and there's like yeah. th- like the Titanic pulls in to dock in the second movie with all the people getting off it's like that's right. those are ghosts then you have yeah, like yeah. your demons your monsters like everything is everything is real 
That's the that, and everything that's the is banal. Everything <laughs> is, everything is like this is a problem, and here's how we yeah, solve it. Yeah, everything is like a, a like like the 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 fucking sink sprung a leak. Like yeah. <laughs> so it's also like, yeah. So also real is wizardry because you got the villain in the second movie who's basically mm-hmm. like a like a dark wizard who encased himself in a painting. Was that <laughs> like, was that was that the keymaster? That was that Zool. That was Vigo the Carpathian. Keep oh, okay. Zool and all that was the first movie. You have really? the perfect Yeah. Yeah. No. Yes it yes it was. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then. But I'm learning so yeah, much. It's it's all tactical problems, not existential problems. Like <laughs> they, they they Cthulhu shows up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they're like, okay, big, gross, bad, how do we do this? And they do it by having Venkman ride on a roller coaster to attract it, and then they electrify the coaster, which attracts lightning to hit, hit Cthulhu. Yeah. Now that lo- and that was cool. When I mean, Cthulhu it, melted, how was it? <laughs> that sounds really lame. It was pretty cool. I in assure the, in the you, telling. it was dope. Uh, when Cthulhu melts into strands of like meat, and they fly up towards space to reconverge and like disappear, everybody's response is like. Huh. Weird. And then the cops show up to arrest the cultists and they do a Scooby Doo unmasking. Yeah. Oh man. The 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 cons these concepts do not enter into these these are very practical men. <laughs> yeah, and and to be honest, that is kind of one of my irks with the show. I think they nail it in the movie for a couple of reasons, which I'll go into later, but sure. Sure. um Bustin doesn't make me feel good in this. I think that the ghost <laughs> yeah. busting is like the boring part. I, I just want to watch Venkman being shitty and misogynistic, honestly. <laughs> you would like the extreme Ghostbusters because there's a lot more character dynamics and a lot less busting. Well, Does yeah, he bring... I, just, I didn't really well, like any of the villains. Like, all of them looked dumb to yeah. me. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I saw the Ghostmaster at one point. That was like a original Zelda-type Ganon pig monster thing. Uh, and he just, it, it didn't look cool. The, the the roller coaster lightning <laughs> bullshit sounds really forced. Uh, I saw them capture the Ghostmaster by, like, the Ghostmaster puts up this EMP field around each of the Ghostbusters so that none of their electronic equipment works within, like, 40 feet yeah. of them. So they use a fucking, um, uh, what, Zane, I, I always forget the name of this thing. Uh, Dyson Sphere. No, Rob, Rube Goldberg machine. They use a Rube okay. Goldberg machine <laughs> to uh, activate a proton pack from, like, a distance. It's, yeah, yeah. like, bricks fall, it th- chucks a broom over the... Like, it's nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> it's just complete nonsense. So I like the banal, but once the ghosts show up, it just... it, I don't know. It really ends up in the cartoony... Yeah. ...way very quickly. Because their only verbs are, use our proton guns... Or set up a Scooby Doo trap. Yeah, it's it's yeah. all Scooby Doo <laughs> trap, really. <clears throat> I think that there are at least some interesting concepts, uh, like that. Maybe they weren't executed well because I think you're right, Ben. Like it, like once the monsters start showing up, it gets a little, a little just it, it it doesn't mesh much. Maybe it is the fact that we're adults and this was meant to please the 
simple minds of of children but like I, <laughs> that's part of it one of the, one of my episodes that i actually really thought was kind of interesting what they did was the the christmas episode in the first season where they rescue <laughs> Daddy, like, where christmas they get warped episode. back to uh 19th century britain and they rescue ebenezer scrooge from the ghosts <laughs> yeah. of christmas because those are and ghosts he that you means can tell he, that the writers were just looking through like any source book like list of famous ghosts and that means <laughs> and, and that so means good. he never had has his epiphany and therefore creates a time paradox where he has propagandized <laughs> Christmas out of existence. That's incredible. <laughs> so like in a sense, Scrooge is the monster in that one. He's mm-hmm. like, he's not a ghost. He's, he's, he's not like a cartoony ghost. He's, 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 but he's still the bad guy of that. But like, I, I the, saw clips of this episode. I believe the Ghostbusters dress up as the ghosts of Christmas past and future. Yeah. They, so. they eventually got to kind of like go back and try to like, teach the lesson using their Mm -hmm. using their i guess their their experience with ghosts like yeah you gotta if (laughs) if you want to catch the ghost you gotta think like a ghost that's (laughs) that's such a scooby-doo uh resolution dress up as ghosts to trick the guy like (laughs) to trick scrooge it's weird on the other foot huh it's 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 really that's uh, so i have a different interpretation of why the tone doesn't particularly work for me okay and I think it's mostly in the adaptation. Like the mm-hmm. when you when you had the movie, you could spend a good amount of time on these schlubby, dumpy middle aged men are schlubby and dumpy. And then like eventually <laughs> This is all you ever want. <laughs> this is all I was really looking for. Eventually we get to like there's an actual situation and now the comedy is seeing just how out of their depth they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um so that that is paced kind of nicely, and it never yeah. really loses the tone of them treating it like this is fucking complicated. I don't want to do this, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but they don't have time for that. They don't have time, and they don't yeah. have patience for that in a cartoon. They need to kind of rev things up so much quicker. And I just I think that the tone doesn't particularly mesh. Like the the kind of characters failing to meet the moment doesn't really mesh with the cartoon format it sort of has mm-hmm. to be scooby dooby in yeah 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 uh to in in order to make comedy fall out it has to just be these are some dumbos who fail into success <laughs> so i don't know yeah. that that is how it strikes me um near the resolution now the lead up is quite a bit better because it's uh it's just character interactions yeah, I'm yeah, sorry, I mean, Dan. These, you these were are... gonna say something. Oh yeah, I, I was gonna add to that. Like it, it, I think that the the Ghostbusters are a little too celebrated in this show. Like within within yeah. The, yeah. within the reality of the show, they are more like hailed as heroes. Like you kind of see that parts and parts of you know the films, but you know sometime in the continuity between Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters Two, like their company gets sued out of existence because of all of like, oh, yeah. it, like th- they're actually very low going into um, the second movie. But like at this point, like in this show, you couldn't imagine how that could be because they're always yeah. kind of on top and always kind of celebrated and always like looked up to as the saviors uh, from, from everything. And it's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's funnier and more interesting to have it. Like if occasionally you are reminded that they are schlubby con artists. That's, who that's the just thing. lucked out the, who lucked out that their con is true. 
I love that. <laughs> I, that. And honestly, that is that is what I was missing the most of is that it does it feels like they're too competent for their shoes. Yeah, in the, in the they're cartoon. hyper they're hyper competent in well, this. Well, I mean, I guess in the show, Egon is, <laughs> but Egon, like every Egon is. Yeah. like everyone yeah. else is is some level of Dumbo, but you know. Yeah. That, that's why I like the extreme Ghostbusters because Egon's still there to provide exposition and tech, but he like recruited his science class to become the new Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds ridiculous. It is, uh, <laughs> Dan. I I, I, I have a um, practical question about the Ghostbusters. Sure. What what are they in universe? C- conceivably, they're a business, right? But they don't really get paid. I think that they're they were. I think that. To be. The, I think that the Ghostbusters, if I'm reading the lore right on Wikipedia, was like the 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 movie was partially motivated by a um, general disdain for governmental uh, overreach into private organizations or something like sure. that. I, something I might be getting it backwards or something, but there's there's something going on with like um, private private companies, whether or not it's be, it's that they grift people or not, I can't remember, but there's mm. there's some sort of motivation in, in, in regards to them being a private company. So they're the bad guys. Well, yeah, I mean... I, like, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Zane. No, no, Zane, no, no. Dan, Dan, it was, yeah. it was addressed to you and I interrupted, so please, oh, go for well, it. Oh, that's fine. I mean, I, I, mean it, I think it is... Well, and like in the show, it's kind of hard to tell because you're right, they never really get... Like, they're never ever shown like haggling over price like you see in the movie. Um, well, they're treated yeah. like a public service, like the fire yeah. department. Like they, they have fire poles. Yeah, exactly. But then why don't other cities have them? Well, they—I mean, that—that's a thing from the movie too. Like they—they—they purchased or are renting a dilapidated, defunct fire hall, and like mm. that. Like part of the part of the joke of when they were doing the tour of the place. Is like, I just e- watched e- that scene. Egon e- Egon is listing all of these terrible problems like with the, the structural building. faults. Structural faults. The the neighborhood is like a demilitarized zone. Yep. The building <laughs> should be condemned. And Ray the like. And Venkman is trying to like play the angles, trying to make it seem worse than it is. Yeah, because uh, he's a con <laughs> artist trying to get a better deal. Exactly. And then Ray is just super excited that they have a fire pole fire that slide down. Hey, does this pole still work? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, uh, like in, 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 in the context of the movie, they are a business because they get fired from their cushy university yeah. jobs once Columbia yep. University realizes that they are con artists. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then Peter Venkman, like, th- th- like th- there is a there's a timeline outside of this movie where if any one of the facts about the universe are not true, the movie just ends at them losing their jobs at the university. <laughs> but it just so happens that everything is true in this universe. So Peter Venkman decides that we're going to take this terrifying technology and these terrifying revelations about metaphysics and the universe yeah. and like the afterlife and we're just going to create a we're going to destroy Ray's credit yep to take out <laughs> loans to start a business that barely succeeds until they get their first yeah. call that introduces us to Slimer and then like you actually do get to see them like haggling with uh, with, with the person who called them over the price because they don't even know what mm-hmm. this costs yeah <laughs> <laughs> and, i have i have no conception of how hard this is yeah exactly but yeah you're you're right in the show it really does feel like they're just sort of a public service that yeah. doesn't make well, they're it also doesn't have to make celebrities cuz yeah. I, I see like posters like they spoke at a, at like a school rally <laughs> 
and they like destroyed a significant part of the school. So like, should they be? Is there government oversight? I don't understand this. Well, that's that's why they get sued in between movies, I think. But you, I, I would love to see that's them one actually of the reasons. With that. The other reasons are all Vankman related. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Um. Speaking of Venkman, uh, so the the characters originally from the movie mm-hmm. were apparently inspired by the Scarecrow, Tin Man, and Lion from Wizard of Oz. <laughs> this I did not realize, but I'm going to have to go rewatch the movie with that in mind. Yeah, so so um, you know, Ray as the cowardly lion, uh, Spangler as the you know no nonsense uh, Tin Man, and Venkman just like. No brain, just charging in, all gut. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Zed, Zed Moore, as they like outsider, everyman, Dorothy role. Hmm. Well, and I, I kind of think that they developed into a bit more nuance. Yeah, definitely. I mean, well, Venkman is both, I guess, yeah, he, he, he's, he's also a little bit of the wizard. Because he's he's <laughs> he he's the one who is going to tell you not to look at the man behind the curtain. You know, he's, that's the Bill Murray of it. Yeah, that's the Bill Murray. <laughs> the Bill Murray of it all. The Peter Venkman is the one who just sort of charges in. The the Bill Murray in us is is definitely the wizard there. Because Bill Murray goes into any movie with like, okay, I know what this character is. I know what the director wants. What if I was difficult? Yep. For no reason. <laughs> I mean, Bill. I mean. I, I don't know if it's the Peter Venkman or the Bill Murray who, in the original movie, brings Thorazine on a first date. You know, mm. like that's the kind of joke that you can't have in the kids' show. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's just... But yeah, that's sorry. I was I was I was looking stuff up to try to figure out this uh, Ghostbuster private company thing. I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> I was looking up Thorazine. Well, it's actually, oh, cool. inter- it's actually interesting to see. I have seen um, Ghostbusters pop up on lists of quote-unquote conservative movies. Because, yeah, uh, because when you frame it, like, let's frame it in the... Let's take it outside. Because what if they're wrong? Right. Well, the, the, those, those coastal educational elites are throwing these visionaries out, and they're yep. forced to take up with the with the private industry, which saves them, but oh no, the governmental overreach is trying to shut them down. It requires you to actually admire these guys to take this opinion, I think. But yeah, that's so it's weird. About, it's about it's about three guys, three white dudes who start a small <laughs> business and have to contend with um, government overreach. Exactly, the haters. The EPA, yes, the EPA. Mm-hmm. Who? Let's just. Can I just say? <laughs> the EPA is 100% right in the Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah. Like, like Walter... You're operating a nuclear facility in the heart of New York. Well, oh, Walter... if the Ghostbusters were made today, they would politicize <laughs> the issues of ghosts. Like, it would, it would be like election denialism. Yeah. <laughs> like, they have to contend with the government uh, regulation, and they are eventually vindicated in the end. And, it, like, it's, it's weird to think of it yeah, that but, way. Yeah, but that requires you to think of them as, like competent yeah yeah and yeah. every bit of the franchise states in no uncertain terms that these are that these are loser con artists <laughs> like they fail into success and like it's the kramer paradigm <laughs> it's kind of like um you're not supposed to respect him <laughs> <laughs> it's like in the pentaveret where like exactly one conspiracy theory is true <laughs> but the only people who can help you to show that are the people who believe in every yeah. conspiracy theory <laughs> and they're all mike Myers. well yeah, i mean that's that's the biggest conspiracy of that's them all. the big one 
yeah that that's a i guess it does fit with the the thing that i read of it being sort of a conservative ideology but man the notion that you are supposed to respect and admire any of these weirdos is <laughs> anathema to me. <laughs> yeah. You really have to go out of your way to, to view it like that, I think. It really is. And they don't it's... seem like professionals. Oh, hell no. That's, the, that's the fun of it. They just rush into every situation. They have no plan other than shoot a gun at it. Like, God, this is the Wild West. The, it's so funny that I just watched the first f- scene of the film where they go down into the um into the library and they see like a librarian ghosts there and they're all like I don't know what do we do man I don't know talk to it he tries to talk to it and she just shushes him and it's like all right well that that didn't work now what and they all just rush in like idiots and then they get scared and rush out like the same idiots it's very funny like just how incompetent they are and if if that reminds me that I think that they had the that was their first actual exposure to a ghost. So, like, they've been they've been following this like quixotic quest to prove the mm-hmm. existence of ghosts up to this point. Like, like imagine it's all, all theory. It, yeah, it was all theory. Like, they just have like like you know weird weird pockets of cold in the room that you can see on the on like the thermogram and things like yeah. that. Like the PK, whatever the hell the PKE meter is. Like, yeah. They just have all this tech. Isn't so it like, like that, psychokinetic energy or something? I think, I think that's what something it stands like for. That. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. It, it is kind of like, imagine if the nerds working on the Hadron Collider found the Higgs boson and it was wearing like a t-shirt that said, I'm with stupid. Like, I kind of have to <laughs> reconsider something. Yes. No one's going to believe exactly. me. We got to, we got to do some more research. I'm going to have to get this peer reviewed. <laughs> um yeah let, let's I, I wanted to talk about something else so if you don't mind sh- shifting topics sure. um we've talked a bit about how the characters are well realized even if the tone is not mm-hmm. i wanted to get your feelings on the way they look like the models themselves because it's mm-hmm. <laughs> these are some Fisher Price ass uh, yeah. character <laughs> models. Um, to to say nothing of e- Egon's hair, first of all, that hair but... <laughs> is a character of its own. Yeah, <laughs> that's really something. I mean, I I you know, my first exposure to Ghostbusters was the Extreme Ghostbusters, and then this show. So to to me, canonically, that's how he looks. <laughs> that's what the man is. He looks like um fucking uh Chief. <laughs> from Carmen yeah, San Diego. I can promise you, Zane, that Harold Ramis did not have a rat tail in the film. No? Why yeah. not? That's a Coward. good question. It's a good question. <laughs> he's he's on <not> enough. <laughs> also also not a bleached blonde either. That's so mm-hmm. fucking weird. Yeah, so I, I like the general dumpiness of it, but they didn't quite hit that slovenly quotient. Mm-hmm. Like Bill Murray's sunken face and like sloppy suit attire there's like a my cousin Vinny like presentation of a suit where like the person wearing it isn't clean cut enough to make it work that (laughs) that definitely comes through in the movie and i don't know if it comes through in this i personally though think that the character model for ray stands kind of knocks it out of the park they get the oh yeah Yeah. perfectly (laughs) like i can imagine him wearing an undershirt that doesn't quite fit over his gut like yeah, it's a level. real, real Bill Dotree moment. <laughs> I mean, they they all seem like they're wearing suits that are slightly too large for them, right? Like they're growing into their roles. Aww. Yeah. Aww. <laughs> Aww. 
Yeah, um, it's no. I I like the way that it looks. I think the character models are are very detailed. I like. I don't think that the show moves well, but I think it looks good. Yeah, let's 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 future test that proposition with the character of Slimer. How do you think that looks? I just think I just ignored him entirely. I he wasn't part of the show as far as I'm I concerned. found. I <laughs> found that I started to do that as well. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, some, what did you say? Well, there were some episodes where he literally couldn't do that. Because Especially after the so, second so, so There's so 130 of these. So in your face. So in your face. Yeah. yeah. Need a need a fillerless uh, walkthrough of uh, of Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters Sheepadun to just take out all of the Slimer references. <laughs> You're going to speedrun Ghostbusters? Yeah. Any percent no Slimers? No Slimers. Um, which, which yeah, he looks... Up- extraordinarily cartoony oh yeah mm-hmm. and, and i think that's what really hurts the show in terms of tonal whiplash uh from movie to adaptation is just like anytime slimer is there i'm no longer treating it like the pitiful group of 30 something failures <laughs> i'm treating it like scooby-doo is and film, I, I just yeah. could not get away from that film slimer is disgusting yeah but he's, he's, he's but he's adorable, and you shouldn't find Slimer adorable, even if he is on your damned ecto cooler box. Like I yeah. said, he's just snarf. <laughs> it's it's exactly Frank. It's Frank Welker doing the um, it's it's Frank Welker doing the nibbler voice from Futurama. Hmm. Yes, <laughs> like exactly. I mean, why not reuse it? Yeah, basically. Um, can I ask Dan? Like, I, I know I'm jumping around a lot, but. In the movies, how long did it take for it to be about the ghosts? You know, wow. like the 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 because yeah. se- you've talked a lot about you know the EPA coming after them about Venkman <laughs> being a creep. When does it get to be about the ghosts, and how much of the runtime is about the ghosts? You know, it's hard for me to gauge. Um... They definitely, like, we see most of the ghosts in that film. You know, we've already mentioned the opening scene with the librarian. Slimer is their first job. Mm-hmm. And then they have the the success montage of them really hitting it off with the public. And you actually get to see some of the stuff. Uh, but, like, that's that's where you start to really see it. But then it sort of drops off. But you do have to deal with, like, the 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 gozer the gozerian the, the 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 god that takes over and then very inventive yes always with these films both of them and um yeah actually it, it kind of follows the same structure in the reboot in 2016 um with uh like right kind of at the three quarter mark there's some sort of incident that unbuttons the the the, the shirt between yeah. the ghost yeah. world and the human we, we world. We need a climax. Yeah, and then it's just sort of like all hell breaks loose, and you really start to get like saturated with ghosts. So it it's right. Yeah, but it it the focus never goes to the ghosts, as far as I can remember. Does not, it? Not in a huge way. Not in a huge like, way. Like uh, this is just my very vague there memories. They're a nuisance, right? They're yeah. a problem to solve. They're, yeah, they're, these exactly. guys are still handymen. But like from what I, from my vague memories of having watched Ghostbusters a long time ago, you still get really funny moments that are character focused. Like Absolutely. it just popped mm-hmm. in there. It, that's not about the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. That's about <laughs> Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> exactly. Right. It's lowercase ghost, uppercase Busters. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, I, and, I guess that's what I was trying to gauge. Things, in the grand scheme of things, they don't bust that many ghosts that you actually see on uh, on screen. Well, it's it's the it's the ghosts they don't bust that make the difference. Well, that's what I was gonna get at. <laughs> that make it art. That's 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 what I was gonna get at because. Um, did you guys see any scenes in the TV show where it's focused entirely on what the ghost is doing? Um, like we see them like uh, in their weird machinations. Like a, yeah, there's there was one yeah. episode I saw with like a dream, like a Sandman. Yeah, and yeah. putting kids exactly. to sleep. Yeah. So you have to see that happen a couple of times. Yeah, you have to understand like what what the ghost's menace is, like. With with the ghosts in the movies, it's either they're just a nuisance, they're just sort of, they are ghosts, and we bust ghosts, therefore we bust these ghosts. Um, or, like, the big villains. Like, it's almost like every single episode has its own Gozer or Vigo, where, like, yes. that's, that's kind of the big villain that's sort of hanging there in the background, but you get to see a lot more of it because you only have 22 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, and also the um, the perspective is different. In the movies, mm-hmm. you're on the Ghostbusters level. You know just as much as they do about yeah. ghosts. <laughs> yeah, you uh, never in really this, see. Yeah, otherwise. Yeah, in this, that is not true. You, you're mm-hmm. kind of an omniscient uh, narrator for yeah. the most part. Like, yeah. you, you get to see yeah. Yeah. what the ghosts are doing. Uh, and I, I think that that robs it also of some of that character conflict and character drama. Just because, like, it's not... You're not as unsure as Venkman is, <laughs> and he should yeah, be it, really it's... unsure all the time. Well, there's no, there's no uncertainty. There's no mm-hmm. mystery in nothing. In a sense. ungrounds their conception of the universe. In in Scooby Doo, we'd never know about the um, the villains' motivations or the quote unquote mystery to be solved until the very end, and that's the right way to do it. Like, mm-hmm. imagine. If you can, imagine a Scooby-Doo wherein we see the villain monologuing or doing something in between Shaggy eating a sandwich sequences, which are, (laughs) you have to have two, and they're vital. Um, Does that show miss some of the majesty, the mystique, the the, the question? It's supposed to be raising the stakes, right? Um, when when the Sandman is saying is proclaiming on several monologues, I'm going to turn everybody to sleep so that there will be 500 years of sleep, so that there will be no war, and they, won't that be grand? And <laughs> yeah, what do I do no, with that? There's no pl- the Ghostbusters. Yeah. I don't want to know that. Aren't, I don't want the Ghostbusters. They're not to, arguing. I don't want the Ghostbusters <laughs> to be heroes. They're they're not supposed to save the world. They're supposed to resolve the problem. Yes, and the problem is there's this guy, and they stop the guy. They never, like, get into a philosophical argument about whether or not that's bad or if war is whatever. God, this is just making just me like, appreciate um, Scooby-Doo more, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> like, the, the genius of the, of the formula of Scooby-Doo. I mean, this isn't a bad show. It's just, it's Monster of the Week, right? It it's it's yeah. Men in Black, but with four J's. Yeah, it's, it's perfect for kids, but, like, if you're overthinking it, it really isn't, like... It, 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 it's it's there to be understood by the children watching it, but you're right. Like yes. in the films, you're kind of given little tastes, little tastes of the main villain. Yeah. Like, al- along the way, like w- what is this weird dog creature that is, you know, menacing Sigourney Weaver's character? What is this? You know, you're getting a little taste of it, and it's kind of near the end when they're, you know, the last thing they do before they are called upon to actually deal with the problem is they figure out like. 
oh my god, this building is made of some weird shit, and it is like yeah. a conduit for psychokinetic energy. And so, like, how the fuck did this happen? And they it, they only figured that out at the end, you know. It's kind of telling of our society as a whole, where you know the source of fear and unknown of these you know cultural entities, they've been so sterilized because mm-hmm. we found a gun that works on them. <laughs> And that's kind of all we ever needed. Which is the proton pack in a, in a nutshell. It's the gun that works on ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. Fenton yeah. Peeler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, let, let's, let's turn to um, music and sound, because uh, obviously... <laughs> I, hope, I hope you're super familiar, familiar with the Ghostbusters theme now, because yeah, it's everywhere. <laughs> that, that's the fucking thing. It's like, I like the way it's mixed, but I'm getting a little bit of the Mega Man animated series where, like, we had one really good song and nothing else. <laughs> yep. That really hits when you're binge watching it too. That that yep. might have hit different when you're you know watching it once per week. I mean, they mix yeah. it in a yeah. cool way. Like mm-hmm. I, it's it's kind of a cooler, more electronic sort of thing that fits the Saturday yeah. morning cartoon thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I even caught Slimer whistling it to himself one time, which was cute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's 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 fine. Um, Dan, I assume you've seen it. Ben, have you seen the original? Ray Parker Jr. music video for Ghostbusters? Uh, no. My mo- my biggest familiarity with Ghostbusters theme song is the Arm Cannon remix of it. Yeah, that's a good one. But uh, Dan, have you seen this music video? I actually don't think I have. It's kind of insane. Ooh. It's mostly just like a woman trying to sleep in this house made of neon, and Ray Parker Jr. is just menacing her. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> um, like a smooth intercut- criminal. Yeah, like a smooth criminal kind of guy. Uh, intercut with like scenes from the movie and it finalizes with him leading the ghostbusters in that strut they do my god the 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 80s the 80s music video with clips from a movie is is such a mood (laughs) not just clips from the movie clips a cut every 10 seconds or so of a celebrity saying ghostbusters not just celebrities from the movie like peter falk and danny devito just showing up like ghostbusters why because that's how we did it in the 80s. <laughs> the 80s were so majestic for music videos. They were so completely un- unhinged from reality. They were so tightly stapled to a movie that you're the best around with the Karate Kid mashup. <laughs> like, oh my god! They should have just had. It, it's very. They should have just had Larry King for each of those cuts. <laughs> Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. <laughs> Ghostbusters. Just, <laughs> all right, all right. It's not the same. All right, Larry. They made him do it twenty times. All right, Larry, give us another one. Ghostbusters. <laughs> Got it. And here's your paycheck and good night. Orson Welles. Uh, yeah, I I really was hurting for more than a single song, but yeah. again, this is from a movie, so they're of course they're only going to have the one theme song. It's not a, you know, it's 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 I don't know, like. Movies of that era didn't have multiple theme songs, right? Like, it was just kind no. of the one. Like, the, mm-hmm. the, the original Ghostbusters has a pretty solid soundtrack in my in my book, but I wonder if they couldn't license all of it. Maybe they just had the money. Because they had to, oh, sure. they, they, they had to monetize everything else, so they probably tried to keep, like, costs down by only right. licensing with Ray Park Jr. <laughs> that that <laughs> is faithful to yeah. the Venkman strategy, yes. I suppose. Yep. Yes, absolutely. Wouldn't be surprised if he, like... I wonder if Bill Murray actually came up with that. But. Negotiated the contracts or something? Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. Um, what did you guys think of the dialogue? It was pretty good, actually. I thought they had a lot of character in it. Um, the cast recorded together, which is always nice. Yeah. Has, they have some good chemistry. Yeah, that, that's really important. Um, yeah, no, I thought that the dialogue between the characters was pretty pretty solid. I think that they did, uh, you know, a lot of the comedy comes from that. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Um, like, Egon and um, Vankman both talking to the um, to Janine, the, uh, the secretary, mm-hmm. and she's saying how her house is haunted and they should come over, and Egon is like, you know... Well, according to the pr- principle of triage, you're going to have to come last or something like like <laughs> yeah. kids don't know triage. That's not a thing yeah. that's explained. They don't care. They put it in there because that's they, what his character would say. They they recognize that Egon, you know, they understand his character that he's not picking up the clear sexual signals she's laying. Yeah, out. that Janine is hot for Egon and that he's super hot for some reason. Yeah, yeah I don't is know that why. really? Is that the is that the dynamic? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Is it is it the is it the is it the chief's swirly hair the the uh, the the swirly cone uh, hairdo that he's got. I think it was his total disinterest in her that got her. Oh, yeah. isn't it always that way? <laughs> she must love nerdy guys. I mean, like in the movie, even like she's she's hitting on him in certain scenes. Mm-hmm. And then by Ghostbusters two, she's moved on to um, Rick Moranis. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. as we all do. <laughs> yeah, the uh, one that I got away. I have a segment of the dialogue um, that I that I liked. It just kind of showed who they are. Uh, it's from an episode where they're all trying to make the cover of Spooks Illustrated. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and okay, well, actually, so the context is the they'll put whoever wins the competition on the cover, uh, and the competition is to take down this ghost of like William Randolph Hearst. Um, the whole thing is just an excuse for Maurice LaMarche to do his Orson Welles impression? Absolutely. No! <laughs> you have to yeah. let Maurice... Yeah, you have to let him do it. He has it. This was before Pinky and the Brain. And this was before... Yeah, before oh, Pinky and the Brain, before yeah, so the Yeah, so he critic. was bursting at the seams by this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the world has to uh, know this. <laughs> so, you know, Ray, Ray he's kind of like this, you know, naive, good-hearted guy. He's like, oh, Spooks Illustrated. I always read that as a kid. And, you know, Venkman wants... You know, he's a horn dog. He says, uh, so did I, especially the swimsuit edition. <laughs> and Egon's like, I always wanted to be on the cover. And Bankman's like, of the swimsuit edition? <laughs> that's cute. That's such a good Yeah, job. like they have a lot of really nice, nicely written dialogue that's, you know, character-centered, but not, uh, not overwhelming or overwritten. In the movie, I got the feeling like they were held together by, like sort of a similar anti-charisma that each of them had, you know? Like, like each of them, these are the only other assholes that will give them the time of day, so they kind of have mm-hmm. to aggregate. They need And you other. helped him last time, so you have to do this time. Yeah, like because... the Eds in Ed and Nettie. Like, no one else will have mm-hmm. them. I'd love <laughs> to see the prequel where they find each other. Yeah. That's, oh, man. That's like in college. That's what million... you've got to... That's what you've I'm a million percent about. certain that they've got like a flashback to a sandbox memory where they still have the same fucking dumb hair. <laughs> I'm a million percent As, like, certain. Babies. Yeah. Diapers. Yeah, you got it. Um, I don't know if it was the site I was using, but was the audio mixing having the music too loud for you guys? I didn't have a problem with the music. I, I it was coming in tinny, but. 80s that's the 80s talking yeah i didn't think that the actual mixing of the sound was bad but it wouldn't surprise me if they decided 
if the powers that be decided whenever the chance for a Ghostbusters theme comes around, we better make <laughs> it front and center. Yep. That makes sense to me. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I what did you guys think of all the monsters? Terrible. I hated all of them. <laughs> Overwhelming. Yeah. I, 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 I like Yeah. They're just they're not cool at all. This is kind of a similar problem we had with Danny Phantom. Is it just really uninspired? villains mm. with the exception of like a couple of reoccurring villains like vlad masters himself there's a vampire ghost called vlad masters who is like danny phantom but better dan <laughs> yeah uh just just to wet your whistle a little bit uh, whistle 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 we shall wetted whistle wetted it's interesting because I, I actually thought the monsters like looked really cool in the same way that like star trek the animated series could have aliens that looked cool because they weren't limited by reality these like, had very nice, like, almost, like, um, you know, taken directly from medieval, like, demon manuals kind of uh, uh, chunks to them. The inspiration... Uh, they just didn't move well. The inspiration kind of was good, but I, I found that the problem that Dan had was pretty front and center with the monsters, which is that they're so colorful and angular. Uh, uh, that Yeah. Well, maybe not angular, but they're, they're very colorful, which, like, sharp outlines. Um, it just... It, it, uh, it didn't mesh with... It's... It's difficult for a Saturday morning cartoon to have the protagonists be, like, men in their 30s, you know? Like, mm-hmm. th- that that demands a certain tonal dullness that monsters demand the opposite of. So, uh, the, the monsters, I think, would have been really good in any show that was a little bit more kind to that type of um, animation. But this... It it felt weird. It felt um, <laughs> it it felt it felt counterproductive to me to have them be so goonish and and freakish. I guess kind of the same thing I had in Thirteen Ghosts of Scooby Doo. Is like once oh, yeah. once the ghosts and monsters are real, Scooby Doo ceases to have anything to say. Like there, there's hmm. nothing for the, the 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 boys. There's nothing for them to do with a centaur ghost, really. Like it's just it's too cartoony. Like Slimer has something to do with it. He can interact with right. that fucker all day. <laughs> but uh yeah. I, I don't know. I liked it. I, I liked the detail. I thought that the um you know, goofiness of it lend like it worked with the aesthetic they were going for of like it's not scary, it's just, you know, an interesting thing to look at while you get to your gun. Well, it's self consistent. It just doesn't mesh with the protagonists that they have for me sure um but mm-hmm. i i'll grant that that is subjective i don't know Dan, thoughts i'm kind of in the middle on this i think that my main issue with the monsters is just that like being a monster of the week kind of a show that went on forever and ever like uh like there's just so many of them that it's hard to keep track and it's just like they're so disposable yeah that, you know and, yeah yeah um i think that some of the i, I think that some of them were you know interesting visually but you're right it it wasn't ever designed to be scary or anything it was to you know keep the kids happy sell the toys and give the ghostbusters something to look at while they reach for their nuke guns yeah but that's the thing the more it looks like a kid-friendly cartoon the less it looks like ghostbusters yeah like i remember there was one uh one of the earlier episodes where it's um the character is supposed to be sam hayne it's like you know like you know making halloween happen forever which god help us if we actually get to that point in in the culture 
And it was, you know, it was basically a scarecrow with a pumpkin for it, like a jack-o'-lantern for a head. It's like, that's just... <laughs> that know, is just Scooby-Doo. Exactly, yeah, it's, it's basically yeah. a Scooby-Doo villain. Like, you could pull the pumpkin <laughs> off and it would be some old guy who hate you know who who hates thanksgiving and just wants it to be, <laughs> just wants it to be halloween all day like all all year <laughs> you're, cha- you're hand, channeling your inner nick and i love it <laughs> but but on the other hand like i see them fight uh, the jabberwocky and it's this like flying around dragon and it's wearing like this like breasted smoke jacket <laughs> what the fuck so, like, sometimes they do, you know, get a little wild with it. But I agree. Sometimes it's just, like, this ugly guy in a robe. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I think the Ghostbusters, you know, not directly copying the movie, but just the idea of these guys busting ghosts kind of is malleable enough to handle all the different things I saw in this show. Like... If you if you just click on random episodes and look at the aesthetic, how like backgrounds are drawn, how people are drawn, a lot of the times it veers much more in the anime stylings of the eighties. Hmm. Like there's a lot less Scooby Doo and a lot more Speed Racer, mm. and it still feels like the same show. Yeah, I mean, like that's one of the strengths of the 80s, strengths slash weaknesses of the eighties is because you're trying to sell toys and because your audience is children. Uh, they can really be pretty interchangeable episodes. Uh, yeah, high floor, sure. low ceiling kind of fair. Um, yeah, you can easily so, jump in at any point in the show. Yeah, and and you won't miss anything. <laughs> in a way, that is mo- almost entirely archetypical of the 80s. Mm-hmm. And the only reason that it didn't work on me is because I was trying to focus on the protagonists who are the interesting bits. But that's because I'm a fucking adult, you know? Like, if I was a yeah. kid... There's no chance I'd care. There's there's no chance I wouldn't just be interested in Slimer and Slimer uh, accessories, <laughs> you know. Um, so it's it's hard to look back on this show with unbiased opinion, given that I'm at a place where I pr- appreciate the Ghostbusters as thirty something losers. I appreciate it like a Venture Brothers almost. Mm. Yeah. You know, where where the the point is failure, and how does the bureaucracy of ghost busting make comedy fall out? <laughs> you know, how do they pay the bills in tandem with actually trying to prevent a crisis? Mm-hmm. And after so many years, how are they still so bad at this? How how is Zedmore <laughs> well, still not. having to fight them not to split up? They're, they're celebrated <laughs> heroes. Oh yeah, eventually. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah, there's an ebb and flow. Like in the movies, there's an ebb and flow to it, but it's just an ebb, I think. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's the eternal ebb. Yeah. Wasn't yeah. that in an episode once? The eternal ebb? He's some <laughs> sort of sea captain? You're thinking of Ed and Eddie. Damn it. Why would- <laughs> yes, the proto- prototypical, the primordial Ed. <laughs> from which all Eds were birthed. <laughs> kind of wrapping up now so dan can you can you give us a thought on like what it was like to come back to this show and like how your appreciation of either this show changed or the franchise at all for you like does does it does this hold up as you remember it does ghostbusters feel different now that this is part of your more recent canon i don't think that it affects my perception of the film at all in fact, I think that this show made me want to go back and rewatch the movie 
a little bit more mm. just to just like I, I feel like I can compartmentalize those two. It didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like with Beetlejuice. Yeah, exactly. Um, they're so different. And that was another prime example of like take something that is not kid friendly and right. turn it and turn it into a kid show that we can that we can um, monetize. I mean, just parts uh, per million. It's certainly less lecherous than Beetlejuice was. Oh, certainly. Yeah. Like, like I said, like you can't do the Thorazine parts on a first date. Yeah, you, you can't have Peter Venkman bringing Thorazine on a first date on the cartoon. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, like that's that, that's not there. Um, but going back to it, I don't know it. It is so monster of the week that you, I, I, I like. I refuse to overthink it. It's it's almost yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, like and, I, yeah. And I can imagine that it is even if you don't take it as canon, it is nice to kind of feel more than think that the characters that you loved from the movies are still doing their thing. Yeah, like they're they're still in business. They're still busting ghosts. They're still being idiots. Like yep. yeah. like the notion that the story continues, even if you don't really want to watch the story continuing, is kind yeah. of fun. Yeah, yeah, it's always there if you need it. Right. Exactly. That kind of op- open-ended uh, conclusion. Yeah, I can always open Crackle, and uh, <laughs> and feel content that the Ghostbusters will still be there, busting, yeah. Mon- yeah. busting week after week of oversaturated, kind of sometimes boring monsters, but still, it's, my God, it's a little bit how I felt about um, Samurai Jack when it like yeah. after the first four seasons. When it went off the air, Jack still hadn't f- fulfilled his mission, and mm-hmm. every episode was more or less a trial of the week format. Yeah, like mm-hmm. it, it all built towards something cohesive, but it mm-hmm. wasn't you know long plot arcs. But I really liked the feeling that the journey was still going, mm-hmm. even though I wasn't around for it. And of course, yeah. the fifth season kind of tied that off in an unsatisfying way. But mm-hmm. I I kind of like <laughs> that. They've had so many adventures. Like, my canon brain is like, yes, the movies are kind of the, the high points of it. Or, like, the, 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 the Star Wars canon, like, where you're watching yeah. the most dramatic pieces, but there's still a bunch of other stuff going on, and that can be really satisfying if you let it. Yeah, I like mm-hmm. that. That's a really interesting perspective. Yeah, and it doesn't require you to watch more of it, so, yeah. you know, bonus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, um, Dan, when you said watching crackle, I, I don't know how to work this, but the phrase crackle open an old one with the boys, <laughs> like you're fighting Cthulhu. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I, Amazing. I just had to put that in there. I'm a hundred percent sure that Bill Murray himself found a way to put that on a billboard. <laughs> I, I read about, um, uh, I was looking up Bill Murray facts oh, cool. and <laughs> apparently like he doesn't have an agent and he's really hard to get a hold yeah. of. And his response to this is like, yeah, I mean, if you really want, if you have a good script, you can find me. It's a lot harder to write a good script than to find me. So, you know, <laughs> first figure out that one and then then we'll talk. <laughs> Bill Fascinating, Murray is, man. is just a, he's, he's a fake creature at, the, at this point. He is, yeah. he is unknowable. I do think it's interesting that we, we didn't have our normal talk of like this horror aspect, oh, yeah. right? Like... In part because we've talked about ghosts and monsters before, but in part because these are not ghosts or monsters. These are vermin and these yeah. are exterminated. Yeah, That is interesting. It really well, is. I guess we kind of yeah. talked about it in terms of um, there isn't really much unknown here. So right. there, there, right. there can't really be that fear, tension, 
in it. You know, you have all of the Captain Planet villains showing up and being like, my gobbledygook phantom rats will pilfer all the city of its ghost cheese. And like, <laughs> there's just, just no fear that can come from that. No. Yeah. Yeah, because we already know what we're dealing with. We we've assigned a label to this thing. Yeah, they're just a series of skeletors. Our intro should have been the Ghostbusters cast, um, like like trying to get elected to the position of Ghostbuster, like dog catcher. (laughs) Ah. That's Uh, yeah. Do do you have any um, horror related um, insights that you you would put to this? You know, I think that that's actually something kind of interesting about this show is that they kind of take all the horror out of it. Yeah, well, they yeah. have to Saturday morning kids, right? Oh yeah. Well, I think no. I, well, I've I've gone on the record before um, in, in previous. <laughs> we should we should in previous Halloween episodes that I think that content creators, you know, showmakers, filmmakers, you know, candlestick makers, they. <laughs> I love it when they actually kind of respect kids and yeah. let the horror happen. And yeah. instead yeah. of sanitizing it, this is very sanitized. Yes, it is. <laughs> like, I, I, like, I, like, I think kids probably even on Saturday morning could take it. But, you know, like they have really taken all of the horror out of it. And it really is about, you know, have, you know, sell the toys. Really, like, yeah. It's um, the difference between this and like courage the cowardly dog where the ghosts and monsters and stuff are actually kind of chilling yeah like they're sometimes they're animated in a different way everything around them is weirdly silent or Mm -hmm. you know minor key kind of stuff um but here it's it is very sanitized they they are play school fisher price kind of ghosts and part of it i think is just that it's also routine for these ghostbusters now like it's they are Mm. vermin they are just, yeah. you know, yeah. the, just another day. Yeah, Got the, another one. Yeah, they're just exermin- they're exterminators dealing with the vermin. And, you know, if it were terrifying, then that would actually, you know, maybe spice things up. But it, they're not. I think they're, they're the not. real ghosts. Uh-huh. I think the Ghostbusters yeah. are the real ghosts. Okay. Because, because you know, they're, they're, they've been around for sure. a while. Sure. They're, not, they're refusing to move on. They can't let go <laughs> of what I'm bound gonna, them I'm going to stop their... you there. I mean, the more interesting lane of discussion. <laughs> um, I think that an ele- one, one comparison point that can be made alongside this is uh, John dies at the end, which yeah. takes the ghost-busting business and kind of puts it in the more terrifying route. Like, it, there's still people who are kind of unprepared to handle the paranormal activities, mm-hmm. but they play that for fear, not for comedy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, in in that entity, in that property, um, you're still some asshole with a baseball bat fighting these things, but you're the vermin. <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure what is motivating this conspiracy theorist <laughs> <laughs> headspace that you happen to be in. One of them has to be right, statistically. <laughs> well, um, yeah, I think that's that's all I've got for that's the, the real, Ghostbusters. real Ghostbusters. Yeah. That was some, did Bustin make you feel good? Bustin often makes me feel good, but the, yeah. it, it, it did get, it did get a little tedious after after watching a lot of this show as an adult. But. I confess, it just it I had the same reaction that you did. It just it made me um, made me thirsty to watch Ghostbusters again. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that might be something I do after this uh, after we finish recording this podcast. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I'm probably going to do that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, if 
only to enjoy my sweet, sweet air conditioning on the ground floor. Absolutely. Now, are Ooh, you yeah. now? Have you seen both? Of the, I have not of, of the original cast versions. Ah, no, so, I have not. Um, beware. Worth? Ghostbusters Two is very different. Um, there is a there's a division over whether it's worth it. I have a very soft spot for it. I do I do think it's it's pretty wonderful. It's but. not like a Matrix situation. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's, it's not a good movie compared to the first one, but it, it it's definitely in my book uh, a Ghostbusters. It's movie. it's really wild mm-hmm. that like this one phenomenally successful movie and then a lot of just a lot like, of nonsense. Yeah. Stuff. Well, I mean that <laughs> and was it's still going. That's kind of how they it can't worked let it go. back then. You know, like they, they, there would be one incredibly good thing, and then Jurassic Park would just stay around for a while. Yeah, right. Being yeah. being generally not worth it. And then Bill Murray oh holding out about making a third one until Harris, and then Harold Ramis dies, and then you're yeah. kind of left out of it. Like, yeah, yeah, that's what you get. That's what you get. Yeah, he had so many more women to accuse of menstruating. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Dan, Dan, the first ten minutes of the first Ghostbusters hit me like a ton of bricks. I gotta oh, yeah. tell you. Oh yeah, it it is there to really establish who these characters are. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, yeah, it, it's, he's very much channeling. I, I I don't know, Bill Murray. I think I've talked about this before. He feels a little too presentable for some mm. of these schlubby roles. Yeah, like he, it really feels like he's demeaning himself. By being the guy in Groundhog Day or this. That's a wild <laughs> accusation to make of Bill Murray. I'm just, listen. <laughs> I, I love the Mercer. You know I do. <laughs> anyway, that was uh, The Real Ghostbusters. Thank you so much, guest Dan Caves, for coming on the show. Thank you so much, Ben and Zane, for having me. It's always, yeah. a, it's always, a, it's always a, a world-class pleasure. To join you on the Cartoon Cast. <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> not, that was not sarcasm. I actually really do love this. We love pleasuring the classy world. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Is there is there any public face out there you want to plug or other content creators or anything like that? Tell people to pay, pay their taxes. Uh, yeah. I, I highly encourage you to pay your taxes. At the moment, I don't have anything else going on. I just am really <laughs> loving um, having the opportunity to join you guys. You're welcome back anytime, man. Wonderful. Always. Wonderful. Uh Thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, if you want to wait for us to do the next couple of shows, wait no more. Uh, Zane, what are we watching next time? <laughs> well, Ben, next we're watching uh, Over the Garden Wall. Um, yes. Uh, Josh Request. Um, so that's a movie, kind of. Cool. And how about after that? Uh, I don't know, Zane. What are we doing after that? Ben, um... I want to pick things that don't take a lot of effort or don't take a lot of time to watch. This one might take a lot of effort. Uh, it is Neo Yokio. Uh, <laughs> Jaden Smith's auteur vision of what if an anime was made by a guy who didn't make it's things. It's so funny. It's so fucking weird. <laughs> I can't wait to it, try to dissect it's, what it's all about in terms of Jaden Pinkett Smith's six, life. It's six episodes and a Christmas movie. Yeah, very Yokio, <laughs> Neo Yokio Christmas. I'm very excited yeah, do you know to, anything about to this learn entity? about Toblerones. Never, never heard of it in my life. This sounds Good. absolutely enthralling. Yeah, <laughs> it's in, it's 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 a whole thing. <laughs> it's it's hard to describe. Uh, Imagine if it caught um, the world by storm for one entire season. <laughs> you're familiar with the concept of old money and new money. Yeah. What if new money was like people with magic who 
busted ghosts in a way, but also <laughs> competed to be the New York's most eligible bachelor. Oh my god! Yeah, it's 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 some, with a robot butler. It's some weird Playboy lifetimes of rich and famous shit. Yeah, I I can't like millionaire Playboy bullshit. Um, I can't. It wait is to one look man's highly specific power fantasy. Oh my gosh. It's very weird. <laughs> I bet. I, I look uh, forward to that episode. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it too. Uh, thank you everyone for listening. If you want to uh, check out more of our stuff, you can go to fancybat.com. If you go to fancybat.com slash cartoncast, you can go to the contact page there and leave us a comment, such as what you think of either Neo Yokio or the other things that Zane said. Um, <laughs> or, or whatever you happen to think about anything. Tell me your favorite recipes. I want to know how your mom's doing. Uh, if you, you go to Apple Podcasts, you're so difficult. If you go to Apple Podcasts, you can leave a rating or review. We really, uh, really helps us out, and it validates our existence. And more than anything else, please tell your friends how Bustin make you feel. Good, bad, ugly, ugly, mostly ugly, mostly Bustin, yeah. Bustin, Bustin, Bustin. Have you heard the um, Neil Cesariga cover of Ghostbusters theme song? I have not. Oh, is it just Bustin over and over again? He does say Bustin a lot, um, or, or clips Bustin a lot, but it's it's the same song, but the second part of every, if there's something, something, do this, uh, the second part is all sleeping in your bed. <laughs> so it's like, when you're all alone, let me sleep in your bed. <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised you didn't uh, reference the uh, bust a move guy who made an appearance on Scrubs. You have a problem, oh. sir. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a deep cut, though, is it? Yeah, but it's for you. Do the kids know about Scrubs? <laughs> the kids don't even know about Ghostbusters, man. This is a whole different generation. Well, you know, wait 10 years and we'll have the Scrubs animated series. Oh, my God. I can't oh believe boy. we haven't gotten that yet. Bring it on. Sleeping in your